Hello and welcome back to The Break Room, Superstore fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today, as always, is Aylan Rowan. Hello. And Casey McGeorge. How is it going, everybody? It's going good. Uh, good. We only got three more of these after this? <laughs> I think so. so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three in the sense of, yeah, the, the final one is double, so you actually have four, but, like, we will be only recording mm-hmm. three more of these after this, so th- that's... Right. It's crazy. Um, yes. We are going to be talking about episode 109, which is episode 11 of season six, called Deep Cleaning, directed by Ross Navi, or Navi and written by Haley Chavez. It premiered March 4th, 2021 on NBC. On the day of Store 1217's first deep cleaning since the pandemic began, Glenn ropes Garrett into throwing a party to cheer up the employees. Dina needs Cheyenne's guidance when her ability to run the store is compromised. And Jonah tries to help Mateo. Uh, Initial thoughts, everyone. I think this one felt like the most uh, pre-season five episode that we've had in a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. It made me laugh quite a bit, but also just like uh, the character interactions I felt like were really strong and on point this week that it felt like a classic episode of Superstore. Um, I'm not sure why it felt that way, I guess, but to me that's how it felt, and overall I liked it. Yeah, it definitely had um, some of that typical chaos, if that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, Like you said, with the characters. Um, yeah, I laughed quite a bit uh, with this episode, too, especially with uh, Hi, Dina, <laughs> which we'll get into. And, yeah, I really liked it. I Probably my top five, for sure, of the season. For me, uh, it was just kind of meh. There was only, like, one or two spots that I really enjoyed. I don't know why, but I think maybe I just need to not have my hopes so high because to me I'm just seeing more of the same every week and it's a little frustrating and I'm sure I may very well be in the minority on this one um, obviously I am here with the two of you and maybe I might be in the minority uh, uh, with our listeners I, I don't know but I'm willing to accept that maybe it's just me let's start with Dina and Cheyenne um, I like the pairing so they're you know Stores doing a deep cleaning. Um, people are in various places doing various things. At one point, Dina is locked in some sort of large, or not even large, a small room, mixing chemicals together. And once Cheyenne opens the door and kind of gets some air in there, uh, it takes a minute, and Dina realizes that she's probably gotten high off the chemical smell. Found some fault with this. Because especially in a, for me, especially in a room that small, I don't could happen, but I don't see him getting high. I could see actually some damage happening. Like I could see it, it causing enough thing for Dina to pass out in in, in, the, in a room that small. Um, also, to me, as straight laced as Dina is and as a stickler for the rules as she normally is about a lot of things. It, it seems way out of character for her to, her to go just in that small of a room to decide to mix two random chemicals, which she probably wouldn't do in the first place. For like from that, I, I just couldn't get into that just because of that. And once again, I know that's just me. What do you mean something she wouldn't do? I'm, I'm just confused by that. She's, she's such a stickler for the rules, right? And, you know, she follows rules and regulations. She's the kind of person who looks at labels and various things. So almost every chemical thing has warnings on it talking about don't use in enclosed spaces, don't mix, blah, blah, blah. So she seems like the kind of person, especially for safety-wise, that wouldn't do that, that would probably have a well-ventilated area to, if she's going to mix certain things, that she's going to do it. Not to mention the fact that she probably wouldn't mix certain chemicals together just because of that. 
I guess I could kind of see where you're coming from there, but uh, I think she's more of a stickler for cloud nine rules than just rules in general, like with labels and such. Cause she's kind of conflicting in that sense. Sometimes she's a real stickler mm-hmm. for that stuff. And other times I feel like she's just, uh, I'll do it my way type of right. person. So I guess it's whatever one they need to fit the uh, episode that time. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, it's like, obviously She's going off of that, really. She's never going to make, like, a choice to, you know, consume something that will make her high. So they had to, like, think of a way to get her that way. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, in this scenario for this episode and specific, like, little plot line. Um, It It could have been very easy for him to have... One of the employees bringing food that was had weed or something in it to me. It would have been a lot easier and a lot more realistic for her to uh, have some edibles that she didn't realize had something in them. Then, yeah, this. but I don't think that fits this episode in the sense of like the plot line is the cleaning, you know. So her right. putting the like, look, honestly, I'm somebody that reads. Uh, it could have went with the party. Yeah, but the yeah. party happened so late in the episode that it would it would not really take effect. Kind of sad by it. <laughs> but like in my case, like I, I usually am a rule stickler, you know, f- drive the speed limit exactly type of guy, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have even thought about the, you know, just being in the closet, just mixing those chemicals. That like I think she might justify it in her head as. I'm just going to do this real quick and then we'll get out there and then didn't realize, you know, that right. it would be uh, such a bad idea. Um, to be honest, I, uh, yeah, to be honest, I didn't even think of that either <laughs> until you said that. <laughs> like when you, uh, that, you know, her doing that in a small space, like the thought didn't even cross my mind. But then again, I think I stopped thinking of logic on Superstore <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> In terms of around like, California part two or <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I did like uh you know a lot of the back and forth with her and and Cheyenne during it, I think on a bigger note with Dina being high uh was you know when she went back out into the store <laughs> and she was you know had that random little <laughs> weird conversation with. Sandra <laughs> and and Tony, yeah, and Tony, yeah, that was. I love Tony's they? reaction of just, uh, <laughs> "Yo, are you high right now?" <laughs> yeah. Of course, the the teenager would pick up on that. <laughs> um, the forty two year old teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, when that balloon goes by, <laughs> and she's like, "I think I'm hallucinating." <laughs> what was that thing supposed to be again? Garfield. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, the was trying to make Garfield from the uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving, from Macy's Macy's Thanksgiving Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day parade. Day parade. Um, yeah, and in all fairness, like if you, it doesn't show if Cheyenne sees the balloon or not. So right. under those circumstances, if Dina sees that, and maybe she's the only one that sees it because it creeps by and then goes behind another aisle. Uh, yeah, I could see her freaking out over that. Like, okay, is that real? I'm seeing that. Like, how how do you even? describe something like that right and considering she's never been high before probably you know (laughs) and her whole like thank you for starting a conversation with me or whatever (laughs) she said to sandra and i think i'm i'm definitely going to start referring to my arms as uh flesh tubes (laughs) 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 because she uh came up with that one eventually her and Cheyenne are in a in another recall room. Man, they got to get rid of those recall rooms, so she can find some some chips that are recalled, some sea salt and cracked pepper chips or something. Or no, that was something else. But yeah, she was looking for food. Yeah. Yeah, she was looking for a certain particular food that she knew would be in there. Um, Brian the vet calls and she's freaking out because she doesn't want Brian the vet to see her in that situation. Yeah. And I don't remember. What else did she say in that moment? Uh, she's just like, he can't see me like this. And then um, 
Cheyenne said something like, oh no, Bo and I, we help each other all the time when we're high. Like, she said something about shaving the dogs. Yeah, but in all fairness, Bo and Cheyenne probably do it on a nightly basis, so. Oh yeah, for sure. It's probably part of their nighttime routine. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, once they once they let Harmonica out of the uh, trampoline there for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eventually they get to the party. Once they get to the party, Dina is back in part of her sexy cop outfit, uh, which is now like a sexy mailman outfit, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, for one. Um, oh, yeah, that's your profession. How did that make you feel, Casey? Does anybody dress <laughs> like this at the post office? I, I, I don't. I this, mean, this hey. is, we're trying to be very friendly. We're, we're trying to be family friendly here. I can't give you my true feelings on that. <laughs> I, I'll just say I'm sure there was a costume designer and a lot of double sided tape that was involved in that. Um, wow. Um, but but I've said before, Lauren Ash is a very very attractive woman. So let's take a step back for a second. Her and Garrett have a very weird interaction in the beginning of this of the show. Oh um, um, yeah where she talks about how not awkward it is that they're just platonic friends now, which makes it even more awkward, as Garrett points out. Right, and she calls him, like, friendo or something, doesn't she, at one point? Yeah. Yeah, which is <laughs> very awkward for Dina. Um, but, but, I mean, in all fairness, that has to be awkward when you're actually about to confess your feelings to someone you have, you have feelings for. And they kind of break it off for you. So now those feelings are just kind of trapped inside. It can't go anywhere. Right. Um, maybe there's confliction in Dina about some things that she's not telling anybody about. I get that. So now, you know, Cheyenne's trying to help her out still. Cheyenne had a great costume there, too. Don't know what it was. She's very attractive, as usual. She's trying to help Dina cover. But uh, Dina says, no, it's Garrett. So they kind of have a more friendly tone because he wants to know everything and Cheyenne has this weird look on her face like okay this this is not supposed to happen right yeah like she was um wasn't she like about to help cover up what they were doing or talking about and she's like no it's okay it's Garrett and like she almost she wanted to tell him you know that like she was high because she uh um like got excited like in that moment and then uh, Garrett was like, oh, yeah, I need, like, all the details. So that kind of shows you right there that she's, you know, comfortable with Garrett in that way. That she didn't care that he knew. I think she has more feelings for Garrett than she does for Brian the vet. Yeah. I mean, in terms Definitely. of, like... Yeah. And, again, we don't, we aren't shown much with her and the vet. Obviously, he's, like, not in the country right now. But, you know, they, I think in the previous episode, even more so, we're showing how, like, Gina and Garrett actually have a decent amount of interests that are, you know, similar. Right? And, like, who would have thought that? (laughs) With, like, the laser tag thing and stuff like that so yeah I definitely they're gonna I'm assuming anyway they're gonna within these next few very last episodes have something happen where I don't know who do you think is gonna be the one to burst Dina probably and fun and finally tell Garrett I think so I think it's kind of like Garrett's doesn't really suspect anything's going on uh, right. that way. So I think he thinks that she's happily with the vet. So I feel like it's going to be on her to break up with the vet and tell Garrett How the truth, feels. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. That she almost told him the other, like last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Casey? Um, I agree. I think it's going to, Dina's going to eventually come out in some way, shape or form, whether it's, uh, she actually comes out to Garrett or whether somehow Brian comes back and 
she's talking more about Garrett or whatever. Brian kind of recognizes that she has feelings oh, yeah. for Garrett. Or like I said last week, which probably won't happen, where maybe she kind of starts a secret thing with Garrett and Brian comes back and walks in on him on like a regular date or something. Um, but I think it's going to be on Dina to make the move and, and kind of confess her feelings for this one. Yeah, they're definitely going to have something happen because I don't see that just sitting sitting still where it is now. <laughs> Anything else about this portion of the storyline? Uh, no, I think we're I think we're good with this storyline. All right. So let's talk let's speaking of Garrett, let's talk about Garrett and Glenn. So you know, Glenn brings up the deep cleaning thing. Uh, you know, he tells them, you know, they're going to be doing the first deep cleaning. I like Dina's line of, of like a cavity search in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. For the store. Wow. Okay, sure. I like the fact that Garrett brings up he doesn't want to find another severed foot, which which makes me have some sort of hope that we'll find out how and why this is happening in the next three episodes, but I doubt it. The, the mystery will be revealed. I think maybe they're just doing like fan service for those of us who've been watching for for a while now. Um, I don't know if we'll actually get closure on it. It's brought up that people have missed various holidays. Oh, Garrett brings up that he almost, he almost missed going to the Christmas party this year. So Mm -hmm. Glenn decides he's going to have a party. He ropes Garrett into doing it. So Garrett has to pick the lesser of two evils here of either helping plan a party and or doing the deep cleaning. So yeah, sure. Eventually they're in the back. Uh, once they're in the back and people are coming in and people start spouting off other stuff they missed um, for St. Patrick's Day and Halloween. And Glenn just starts adding more and more and more. And I get why Glenn was doing this. This goes back to something I've said many times of him being a great person, but a horrible manager. Um, and you could tell Garrett is starting to get frustrated. Like, dude, you're putting way too much on this at once. And I kind of agree with him on that one. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, well, let's put it. I mean, also, everybody else was putting too much on <laughs> yeah. them as well, especially when they, you know, Glenn is trying to later remove marshmallows or something from. Uh, or mushrooms, sorry. Uh, why would it be marshmallows? Yeah. Mushrooms <laughs> from like a casserole. The, the same way. Soup. Yeah, from the same <laughs> way that his like gam gam or whatever he said would would take it out. And it's like <laughs> somebody wants somebody wants a full Thanksgiving dinner and yeah, they start putting like they want everything, right? Right. In typical break room fashion, everyone chimes in with their wants and needs and you know ridiculous Tony wants a mug decorating station yes for Valentine's Day yeah Irish soda bread yeah the Irish soda bread from uh, what's uh, what's her name there Uh, Justine was it her yeah um Sandra brings up the fact that she didn't get her honeymoon and she had to freeze her edible lingerie. Yes. Actually, I laughed pretty good at that line. That Um, is way too much information there. TMI, like TMI. Oh, yeah, because Tony says, Mom, that's like gross or something like that. I, even even without your forty two year old man child son there, um, <laughs> I think that's just way too much information to be putting out in front of everybody at the store. Eh, yeah, you know, Sandra. She she was sad, dude. She was sad. She didn't get to go on her honeymoon and use her edibles. Look, all I'm gonna say is just because you didn't get to fly to Hawaii or the Caribbean for your honeymoon. Um, doesn't mean you still can't put the edible lingerie to use. This is true. Yeah. There's always there's always an opportunity for sexy time. Sandra and Jerry. Yeah, sexy time with Sandra and Jerry. Um, as long as Jerry's not wearing the crabby shirt, you're good to go. <laughs> oh, God. 
And eventually they just keep adding more and more and stressing Glenn out. And Garrett's... Um, eventually we get the return of the raccoons. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was one of the few things that I enjoyed this episode was seeing the raccoons. Me too. Yeah. It was a nice little continuity there. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing the raccoon thing since what? Season... Late season two? Or see, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's been a long time. <laughs> that that store is infested with raccoons. It, it's one of the things that, that kind of like randomly pops up like once a season and you, you don't know when it's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing seeing uh, trained trash pandas there just gnawing and munching on all your food from out of nowhere, man. Those guys, like, they literally just turn their backs. So, like, as, as Glenn's trying to pick out the mushrooms from the cream of mushroom soup casserole there... Um, Garrett tells Glenn to turn around very slowly and there's just like three trash pandas three (laughs) raccoons there on the table just eating everything and then they just kind of look at him like what what are you going to (laughs) do I know I like how they don't like do anything they just like stand there and look at them (laughs) well what can you do man like raccoons carry babies and various things I'm well, yeah, you're not going to go, like, pick them up, but, I mean, I don't know. The, well, those two are not the type to, I mean, they needed, like, Brett or somebody in that situation to take care of it. <laughs> I'm not even trying to scare them off because if they start attacking or something, like I said, they carry rabies and various other diseases, man. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go out that way. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just want some snacks. Garrett ends up having a kind of the conversation that Glenn needs to hear, like to stop. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do. The years messed up. People had a bad time. Just to hell with it. It's not your fault. (laughs) You can't fix everything. You know, Glenn just can't accept it. It ends up eating raccoon fur cake. Yeah, this was gross. Uh I was I was not ready for him to actually eat it. I was not actually ready for him to to actually eat it. That was gross. They should probably be taking him to the doctors. <laughs> and then to sit there and just admit that, yeah, I'm eating cake with raccoon fur in it. And, and Glenn talks about all the things they missed and how he's eating bologna sandwiches on Christmas Day, watching church services on Facebook Live. <laughs> I, I like that because I could totally see that. Well, hey, I'm kind of shocked he's able to uh, use Facebook Live. Let's be realistic here. Jerusha probably put it on. Speaking of Jerusha, is she not cooking Christmas dinner? Like, I mean, she might have taken a break from it since, I don't know, COVID and all. It, it, it was probably every excuse for people to, you know, maybe order pizza or something instead because they had no family over. <laughs> Although they have a lot of kids in their house anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not like they have any lack of people. That's what I was thinking. They got at least a baby. They have at least a baby. I'm assuming they might still possibly have foster kids. Right. So does she just toss some, some bologna sandwiches that to to everybody? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, they are do they have a meat? Do they have a meat slicer? Church. Because you know, she had to slice up. She had to slice up some ham to slide under the door for Glenn during his quarantine. Like, yeah, that's true. He missed some time due to that too. Yeah, and that was right around the holidays. Maybe that was why. <laughs> it was around Thanksgiving, so maybe, uh, yeah, maybe that was his Thanksgiving, and then for Christmas, you know, they didn't even get a chance to really do their usual stuff that you'd think you know it's all about what you make it right like if you can make it the way that you usually do but just not go anywhere then you know uh, you're just rolling with it um Mm -hmm. but i can see why glenn would be upset with that you know he's very much always somebody that wants to be around people and be at the church and stuff yeah and he's very much the sentimental type with probably holidays and so then later 
at the party. Well, a little bit before. I liked it, though, that Garrett kind of went off a little bit on the other employees, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't expect him to do that. But when they came in, like, complaining, and he's like, guys, you know, Glenn is doing all this stuff, and he's always the person who's trying to make people happy. It was kind of nice to see Garrett stand up for him in that way, you know? Th- that um, was the other part I liked, was seeing seeing Garrett take a stand there, so to speak, mm-hmm. for Glenn, and be like, look, everybody shut up. Say you like the party, and uh, l- let's try and have as good of a day as we can here. And then he said he's going to yeah. put vodka in the, in the punch bowl. So, sure, why not? Which makes things better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then it looked like a really quite decent little party at the end. I do wish we had seen, like, a tiny bit more of it. It was almost more just like a backdrop as, you know, it was ending the episode. And I thought it was going to be more involved than that. Yeah, all the photos and everything that leaked and, like and all the stuff that costumes? came out before. Yeah. yeah. Made it I, seem like the party like them being in costume and the party was more of the more of the twenty two minutes than, than the, the cleaning forty six seconds it was or whatever. Right. And I mean within that just small bit, we see yeah, Dina is her cop slash like male lady costume. Garrett has like I think just some patriot little Yeah, he's like Uncle Sam on. like July fourth. Yeah. Uh Cheyenne looks like some crazy uh Queen of Hearts type of thing almost. Yeah, I'm or guessing something. that's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Well I got I got like gem from the eighties or something like that. I'm not sure she'd know what that is though. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um and then, oh, Marcus was like Cupid. He was walking around like without a shirt yeah, yeah. or something. Shirtless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With I an arrow, know. yeah. I don't remember if he had a diaper on, but uh, speaking yeah. of Marcus, I have to give my reminder that he poops in the shower and stomps it down the drain. So, indeed. <laughs> uh, Jonah, who just we like don't see do, until yeah. like the thing is closing, is wearing some just like little yellow raincoat thing uh so i did like that in a way they managed to get a little bit of that in because i for one sorely missed the halloween annual halloween superstore episode because that is just every season since they've had it it's always in my top like three it's is always good so it was Nice to get a little, tiny, tiny bit of that, even though it wasn't for very long. Before we close this one out, uh, we also had Sarah at some point during the show. I remembered her name this time. Yeah. Doing some sort of deep cleaning and pulling out something of Pogs from like the 90s from under a shelf. Yes. Yeah, it was one of the cutaways from her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and at first I was like, wait, what? What does that say? And... I didn't really catch it the first time, but I really thought that somebody was going to, uh, didn't you think somebody was going to pull out like a little dead ma- a mouse trap or, you know, wasn't there something Sandra like pulled out like seasons back that was under a shelf or something? Um, some little dead animal, <laughs> but. Uh, anything else about this one? I no, think that's I pretty think, much it. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Mateo and Jonah. And the Sosas. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this one. Th- this is where I have a lot of issues again, because uh, Mateo still pretty much shows he just cares about himself. And Joan is doing the same thing every week of bumbling and doing his Hugh Grant stumbling and bumbling word thing and sticking his foot in his mouth. And just maybe I have too high of a hopes. I don't know. I mean, for me, this is how Joan has been his whole time. I mean, I definitely know yeah. that they're playing it up a bit more without Amy, but 
if this if Amy was still here and it had to deal with her parents, it, you'd probably see the same Jonah. Right. And I think in this episode, though, I was I don't know, you probably should have expected it, if nothing else, because I don't know if you knew her parents were going to be in this episode. You knew they were going to be in this episode, right? Amy's parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because, like, I mean, you know, even though Mateo's the one who ends up wanting to, like, impress her parents because of Eric, that, like, Jonah gets involved and obviously, yes, puts his foot in his mouth and then some. But it wouldn't be, it, you know, like, they even referred back to him as Quintanilla because of how awful Jonah was there. So you knew it was, like, just a matter of seconds before... <laughs> We got to that point in this episode, and we definitely got there. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, how did this start? This was when I think Mateo just comes up to Jonah. Jonah Jonah reads a, um, yeah, he gets a curbside pickup, and he realizes it's Amy's parents. Mm-hmm. Well, well, before that, he's, uh, Mateo can see he's he's texting with uh, the lawyer there. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't know who it is, but he sees he's kind of doing flirty text there. So um, he asks who he's who he's uh, who he's talking to. So here's also the first thing is Jonah decides to tell him is like keep it between yourself. Um, why would you tell Mateo anything? Do you not realize like it's it's gonna get all over the store within a matter of minutes? Now we didn't see it this episode. Yeah, momentary lapse of uh, judgment. You would think Jonah would know that about Mateo. You really would. <laughs> I don't know. That's just probably, I don't know. But like I said, maybe a momentary lapse of judgment on his part. Because if there's one of two people you're going to tell something to and it's going to be everywhere in two seconds, it's Mateo and Cheyenne, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's when we get uh, an order from the Sosas. Yeah. And Jonah doesn't want to go out there for it. So Mateo says that he will, I think. Yeah. Uh, which I, I agree with Jonah on this one. That would just be a very awkward encounter, and I would probably not want to be involved in that. Mm, yeah. And Mateo, of course, just tells him he wants to get on their good side because as far as we heard him say, he's only met them once over Zoom or something, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, because yeah, he makes a, a joke uh, of... A family yeah. Zoom meeting, and then an uncle uh, admitted that he had a secret family and things went out of control. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm kind of more interested in the secret family bit. <laughs> I um, know. Honestly. Yeah, so he wanted to uh, get on their good side just as as a you know, as his relationship with Eric is important to him. However, that gets taken way out of context because of Jonah. So they're, they're outside in the curbside area. I guess they have this little merry-go-round thing. They pull up to see if their order's ready, which doesn't make any sense, but sure, why not? Yeah, it should just be parking spaces. You know, like Target has these specific parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Best Buy, Target, Walmart, they all do where like sometimes it even does it automatically where you go in the app and let them know you're there. Like, hey, I'm parked in space number three in a red car or whatever. Right. And they bring your order out to you. Yeah, the old Chick-fil-A. So yeah. you would think you would think especially with Zephra, a tech company now in charge of Cloud9, and they've been in charge of her for quite a while. And they have a um, Cloud9 app. We've, we know that, so... Yeah, that's what they would have, you know. Hey, the, you know, these are the designated parking spaces. We'll let you, you know, we'll send you a ding when your order is ready. You come let us know when your order is here or when you're here so we can bring your order out to you. Not whatever nonsense they were doing. Yeah, it was almost like a drive-by type of, like, thing, which... My God, could you imagine that in real life? People are already ridiculous the way they drive. Like, 
in Walmart parking lots. Like, that would drive me insane if that was, like, in the front of the store, you know. Like, how does anybody else get out of that parking lot? Because I know here, we sure can't. (laughs) So, obviously, Jonah mistakes what kind of car they're driving. I guess they got a new vehicle from the last time he saw her head, though. (laughs) And, of course, it just so happens that the car, the red Prius that he thought they were driving, is actually behind uh, Amy's parents because they got a new vehicle. So Mateo's yelling at him, swearing at him, telling him to get the F out the way. And then they find out it's Mateo. Yeah, and uh, I just love his face there. It's so nice seeing them, too, though. I mean, I didn't expect to ever see Amy's family again, considering she's gone. So it was a nice way they worked them in, you know, to the story. I could have done without him, but... So, you know, once again, uh, Mateo's trying to figure out how to make better on it because he doesn't want to seem like a, a just a dock worker who swears at him or whatever he says. Didn't even really take that much offense by it, though. They were just like, oh, hey, it's Mateo. Like, it didn't seem like they were that upset about it. Yeah. But Mateo's very dramatic about everything. So I think that's where they, they, they're trying to figure out what to give him extra in their in the little bag. And it comes in, mm-hmm. that's where the the, the bl- sea salt and cracked black pepper potato chips comes into play that I was thinking of earlier. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Jonah's, ba- uh, Jonah's back outside. He's trying to hide from uh, the parents, which, once again, understandable. Um, so, you know, they go over, start talking to him. And this is where he decides to put his foot in his mouth and stumble and bumble through his words and everything else. And starts giving more information to him than he should have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he was as bumbling here as he will be later. He just kind of mentions that Mateo is just a little nervous. Uh, they take it. that They, they yeah. jump. Uh, I'm going to put it on them here. They're the ones that jump to this uh, marriage thing. Obviously, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend of whoever mm-hmm. is going to be nervous to meet the parents in person. Uh, doesn't always have to mean that they're jumping right to marriage. So I, I'm faulting... You know, like, uh, you'll see her parents blame Jonah on this misunderstanding, but I I really think that what Jonah said, I took to mean something completely different than what the parents did. Obviously, they're they're projecting some sort of they want Eric to be married type of thing onto this. And for me, that's that's on them. Yeah, I feel like, too, maybe he just because he says blessing, I think, doesn't he? He wants your their, your blessing. Yeah. I think he should have maybe said, like, he wants your approval, you know? But I totally get that. Even, even if you say approval, just, they're going to be like, oh, approval to get married? Like, they're yeah. just going to go that way. I mean, because a lot of the time that just means, like, they want you to like them. Like what you right. said, you know? Right. It's not like, I am thinking of proposing soon. Uh, I want your blessing, <laughs> you know, to marry your son. I can see your point, and I I can see how that would play into it. But I put it on Jonah because he had no business to say anything there. He should have kept his mouth shut. He had no right or business they're, to say They're anything. asking what's wrong with Mateo, though. Like, I, I don't, I mean, like, what else do you answer? <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's Mateo. But like, that's going to reflect badly on Mateo. Is. Oh, he's crazy. Or he that's just Mateo well, ignoring the in-laws. <laughs> Or future in-laws. <laughs> I mean... You know what? It reflects badly on Mateo, but Mateo's not a good person. So who cares if it reflects badly on Mateo? Like, that's the kind of person he is anyway. I guess it's just that Joan is not really... He, I guess that's not the first thing he's going to think to say. You know, he's... In, you like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he's just... He's kind of nuts. Um, I get what and you I mean, get, though. He was... He was trying to help out in that situation, and I understand mm-hmm. that. But that was, uh, to me, that was him overstepping his bounds by saying something he should. He had no right or reason to say. He should, he could have he could have said, you know what? It's a real busy and stressful day because all we're doing is these curbside orders, and it's just really weird right now. Sorry about that. There's a million different things he could have said other than what he said. Mm-hmm. But of course, for the service of plot that's how it happens that then they jump to conclusions and then 
when Mateo comes outside, doesn't he that he comes outside with the stuff and Connie, I think, is the one who's like, oh, uh, yeah, we really uh, love the chips <laughs> or something. And then uh, they go inside to talk. Which, why are they even inside? No one's supposed to be inside because of the deep cleaning. Yeah, that part yeah, they're, was they're kind of the funny. Rules. They're breaking the rules. That, that was that was the whole purpose of the deep cleaning was there was no customers inside. And then mm-hmm. the whole aspect of, oh, hey, park the car. Excuse me? I'm not a damn valet. I'm not parking your car. Amy's oh, whole family Jonah. is messed up. Let's, let's just say yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I do like that we get a reference back to uh, Emma's, uh, you know, quinceanera. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, you mean to tell me that her parents never came around to him at at, at any time while he's taking care of, like, Parker and and they seem to have been getting serious? I guess they could also be holding some sort of ill will for him breaking up with her, as as it kind of implies when the... Uh, well, there's that, or maybe they didn't get. Maybe sometimes some parents don't like the person their 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 son or daughter's with. Well, and you did they were, like Adam you, though, the guy who makes YouTube videos uh, of a, of grilling that lasts like hours because he doesn't speed them yeah. up. I mean, or, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe we'll never they know. But we don't know. But also um, remember, but yeah, Jonas that, says, like. Uh, they weren't ever the same after that, or they were different after that, the quinceanera. You know what I mean? You ruined so, such a big thing there? That will yeah. that can put a huge damper on everything from that point forward. Because going way, way back, I don't know if you guys remember, but Integrity Award, before Amy and Jonah were even together, it's different. I know they're not together, but when he shows up and meets her parents for the first time, I felt like they liked him enough just knowing him as like Amy's co-worker friend um obviously that changes because they weren't together yet but um I'm pretty sure the quinceanera is going to stick in their minds for a long time didn't he yell and swear at Connie during the quinceanera too didn't he what what now didn't he like yell at Connie and swear at her like well, he yelled at her in the, uh, like, yeah, kind of comedic tone because he was like, uh, I think that's when because he, he was ruining the quinceanera. Yeah, well, he was trying to keep uh, people from knowing he was that Emma for was Emma. high. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even really like. I don't remember if which he was once swearing, again he had but, no right doing. That's not his child. He has no right to cover for. Someone else's child? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a whole other episode. But um, but in terms of her parents, you know, I think that... Here's the thing. If Emma's cool with the quinceanera uh, issue, then it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks, obviously. <laughs> Considering the parents probably paid for it. And, okay, so the parents probably paid for it, if not Amy. And the fact that I'm sure their friends are always going to continuously talk about this. And Her that friends, level yeah. of embarrassment they had in front of everybody. Yeah, they have every right to be offended. And if they had no desire to be around or see Jonah after that, I can 100% get behind him on that. He ruined a very big yeah. moment in their granddaughter's life. And if they decided they could never forgive him for that, I would 100% be behind him on that. There's nothing out there that says you have to be the bigger person and you have to let things go and you have to forgive people. Yeah, and I think that's why he's uh, he says it just out like as an offhand kind of comment, but he's like they uh, yeah, they weren't they were different after that. <laughs> when Mateo's over there kind of, you know, getting on to him about um, uh, obviously break, bringing up the wanting their blessing thing and then them jumping to the conclusion that Mateo wants to uh, propose soon. (laughs) And thus he makes Jonah go back with him to the table and nonsense ensues. Which uh, uh, the only one of the few other parts I did like was later was where Amy's dad is like, since Jonah can't understand social cues. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good point. 
here's the thing, though. He does understand him. <laughs> Mateo is uh, the one keeping him there. Yeah. No, it, he has a choice. He can at some point say, you know what, I, I either this is too awkward or I shouldn't be here. He made a choice to stay there. Nobody's forcing him to stay there. So he made, once again, another bad decision that I think kept you're him there and made it even more awkward. Casey. With, with him saying he has a choice. Obviously, he has a choice. Everybody has a choice. But what I'm saying is he has to Mateo. work with Mateo every day. He doesn't have to see Amy's parents any day uh, anymore. Uh, so obviously, he's going to be more inclined to help Mateo, especially when he feels some sort of guilt towards setting Mateo onto this path. So obviously, so he can read the social cue. He can. Uh, he knows he wants to leave. He's trying to leave. Mateo is asking him to stay, and because Jonah is a nice guy, he stays. So it's not a bad decision per se. He's helping out a friend. You say it's not. I say it's a bad decision. I think it's funnier, too, when the uh, they're in the midst of talking and then the uh, lawyer, uh, Hannah, <laughs> pops up. And then... Uh, she walks over talking about some vegan recipe Jonah sent her, and for some odd, funny reason, she introduces herself to them. I know that was just for the follow-up, like, jokes, but uh, I, I thought that was kind of odd. I mean, it's not my, I don't know, <laughs> if you just walked up to a table where you were talking to somebody and then introduced yourself to the people sitting at the table. Yeah, but um, this is this is another person that gets in during the deep cleaning as well. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, oh, they're deep cleaning, but I need to go. Have where's Carol that security guard we saw for like? Where's the security guard? We they saw probably for don't have him working because they didn't think they'd let anybody in. <laughs> yeah, he could be outside stopping people from coming in. Yeah. Jeez, I know. And then, uh, yeah. Well, how would you feel says, also if you're in the car line and you see these people get out of the car and go into the and store? Go inside. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm calling corporate. <laughs> I'm complaining. Or I'm going in the damn store. Well, they probably yep. locked the door behind them, but uh, I would hope. Uh, or else, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people could just get in, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, he says, these are my friends, but then, of course, they say he used to date our daughter, uh, the line. And until then, he broke up with her. Until yeah. he broke up with her. And then he starts to say, uh, I didn't want to break up, but it made me a better person. Not that Amy didn't make me a better person. And then that. Um, and then Hannah leaves and <laughs> has a very confused look on her face. And then they sit back down and actually just ask uh, Mateo. Now, to that point, if that was you, what exactly would you say in that scenario? You know, because Ron just comes out right and says, Mateo, do you want our blessing to marry, you know, Eric? What would you have come up with instead? Because I'm pretty sure Mateo just says, like, doesn't he just go, uh-huh, <laughs> like, or something? I'm more of a straightforward person, so I would have to come out and say I think there was some confusion and some things got crossed. Uh, and be honest, like I was just trying to at least have you have a good impression of me, period. Was not mm -hmm. asking or thinking about marriage yet. But yeah. um, that's, once again, that's just me. You know, um, some people don't like awkwardness and various other things, and I get that. Jordan, as <laughs> um, probably... It depends. I'm, I air a little bit more on the Jonah Mateo scale here where I uh, uh, probably a little bit more bumbling, uh, kind of go with the flow. But if it's something as big as marriage, it might be more of a, uh, you know, Jonah, you know, mentioned that I wanted your blessing. I, I meant more of like my, you know, the blessing of us dating, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and going forward. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we'll, you know, we have it like me and your son haven't spoken about marriage yet, but, you know, right. I'm open to it or you don't even have to go that deep into it. You say, well, I'll right. have that conversation with him separately, but uh, it ultimately gets Mateo where he wants to be. Right. Yeah. But I don't think so. Here's the thing. So asking asking for the blessing and then her parents uh, and Eric's parents tell 
Eric and start looking at the tuxes and stuff, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You didn't even yeah. let Mateo propose? I mean, what? like, this is Amy's parents uh, and, and Eric's parents. I feel like most of this is on them, this episode. I really do, because of them immediately jumping to marriage. And then as soon as he gets, they get the blessing, like, when I asked my wife's uh, parents for yeah. their blessing, uh, mm-hmm. they did not mention anything, because they, they were waiting for me well, to propose. And usually uh, how it that's the way yeah. it's supposed to go, usually. So for them to run back to Eric and say, we're getting matching white ta- ta- uh, tuxes, and we're getting tuxes. this, we're getting that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, people will get engaged, but then they'll ask their parents for their blessing afterwards. So I, I think I, I don't see I don't see anything wrong with that. I think also I think one issue of even just Mateo just allowing it to go forward without saying anything was the issue. But mm-hmm. if if. If anything, maybe it should have been said, hey, I haven't talked, you know, I haven't asked, what is, what is, uh, what is their son's name? Um, Eric. Eric. I haven't asked Eric yet. That could have cleared everything up. Um, but I've, I've seen it work both ways, where sometimes the parents are asked before, um, you know, where, you know, someone goes up and says, hey, I'm planning on asking your, your son or daughter to marry me. And that's one thing. Or sometimes they'll get engaged, but then they still have to go through the parents and, and you know, go from there. Um, so at least for me, I can't, in, for a portion, I can't necessarily put a lot of it on Amy's parents. I can for the fact that they're getting way too involved with planning a wedding that they have nothing to do with. That hasn't happened yet <laughs> at all, yeah. Now... Unless they are planning on paying for everything in the wedding, um, then that's another conversation. But just because your son is getting married doesn't mean you start planning matching white tuxes and start looking at things. Right. Um, Right. That's not your place. Yeah. But now if you're going to be the one to foot the bill, then, uh, yeah, you can find a venue and you can say they're going to be matching white tuxes. Because you get to say, well, I'm paying for it. So, uh, yeah, this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's it, too. And they're just so excited because at least one of their uh, uh, children wants to get married. <laughs> They've already had one wedding. So a second one. It's kind of like after the first kid. Once you've had one, the, the, the thought of how great everything is the first time wears off. Although I I think uh, I really can't remember now going that far back if Amy said that they had a big or small wedding when she got married to Adam, considering they were probably like teenagers pretty much. Um, but yeah, and then at the end, Eric comes in once again, another person coming in the store, <laughs> and uh, he says that to Mateo about the matching tuxes. But yeah, and then uh, Mateo gets like somewhat serious, though, and says, um, I do want to marry you someday. So. I do like the fact that, Mate- that at least Mateo brings up his uncertainty with his citizenship status, too, mm-hmm. where he brings up several times like he doesn't even know if he's going to be allowed to stay in the country. He doesn't yeah. know what his future right. holds in that aspect. At least mm-hmm. one per at least it seems like one person remembers that. Because it sure doesn't seem like the writers and producers have for the last <laughs> couple years. Yeah. And um, you know, he says something like, I'm just tired of putting like things in my life on hold um because of his status and all of that. And uh Eric said um, that he wants to marry him, too, someday. But this might sound like it might come sooner than uh, than that. Yeah, yeah, everybody's predicting that'll be the series finale. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess that's an easy fix. 
for that. Uh, but the citizenship, you know, when they're thing. just kind of like someday in the future, we'll get married. Then it's like, okay, actually three weeks. We'll, get married. <laughs> yeah. well what, what I could see happening is a, that that is definitely an easy way to write a way for Amy to at least have to come back. If, if America for does come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, she would obviously want to be there for her brother's wedding, right? So that's an easy mm-hmm. way to, to have to write where she would have to be there for for something without forcing it. Um, right. Anything else would feel kind of forced. Um, this That situation doesn't. Um, I could see maybe, depending what they do in the next few episodes, because and maybe because they brought up his, his status of maybe... And maybe he's not going to be able to stay, but they still want to get married. And maybe Eric decides to move back to the Philippines with him. You know, there's there's a few different things they could do with that, I guess. Um, but I could see I could see that being forced if they decided that's the way they're going to go, where maybe Mateo's not going to be able to stay in the country, and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to leave Eric. You know, he's falling in love. He really likes him, but. Mm-hmm. So Eric says he's going to go with him, and they decide to get married before he goes. Right. Unless in the finale, too, they just have it to where he proposes, you know, um, instead of a actual wedding. Because um, then it would kind of show that... off. I thought that kind of already happened. I thought that happened this episode. No, they I just say someday no. in the future. I don't think I mean, that's really the... I mean, they say they want to marry each other, but I, I don't think it's like a, um, will you marry me? Like, the same as the question, you know? Right, like, my wife and I had talked about marriage before I proposed, and we didn't feel like we were engaged, but we did, you know, kind of... Feel serious about it. Yeah, because you're having you, well, that one, conversation. you want to make sure... One, you want to make sure that when you propose, you don't get no, right? So you kind of talk about these things beforehand. Yeah. But I'm sure when you actually propose, um, it it feels, you know, like a pretty formal thing, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) And that the person you're saying it to knows the difference, like, in that moment. (laughs) I could see it being open-ended where maybe they're leaving us guessing and, and we'll either, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks, but. Mm-hmm. Right. But that kind of wraps that up and leaves that up in the air. And this is something they had written, I think, before they were canceled. So it was, uh, you know, I guess. If, if they do make it the finale, once they were canceled, they're like, you know what? We can just make this our finale and it'll work. You know, like we already set mm-hmm. this up. Yeah, I was wondering that, actually. Um, I'm glad you said that because I'm kind of lost at what the timeline was with the episodes. And when they like when we were officially watching content that happened after the cancellation i really wasn't sure because i thought maybe this week was going to be the first episode where it was after but may i guess it's not (laughs) i think it'll be next week yeah yeah so yeah and just to give everyone an update uh for my mateo hater meter for this week i'd say probably a four just because up until the very end where he kind of got serious about uh, his his status and his feelings for Eric, he kind of really showed that he just didn't really care about many other people, and it was still kind of a lot about him. That's still pretty low for you, so. <laughs> Golden vests. Oh yes. Um. I'm, I'm gonna go with Garrett just because he he stood up to Glenn when no one else over the course of the series has, and he stood up to the other employees about them taking advantage of Glenn. And hey, you know what? He does everything to make you guys happy. You're going to make him happy for once. Mm-hmm. I think I can go with Garrett as well here. Um, I think he had some just funny moments. And also, like you said, that, that moment of him just kind of cutting the crap and saying, now you guys are going to do this, you know, uh, because Glenn needs it. You know, he was trying to do all this stuff because you need it. But now you've got to do it for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I really can't think of anyone else in particular who 
like popped out because a lot of the supporting characters were kind of more in the back, literally in the background of this episode. Um, so before we get to ratings, two things. One, uh, Brett between him cleaning the, the belt and Brett with his party face on was great. Um, yeah. Two, Carol deciding to send a list to her lawyer about who's circumcised. Oh, yeah. And the lawyer's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. You're the lawyer. What the hell is wrong with this lady? <laughs> she's a maniac. And then she's gesturing over Jonah's head anyway, saying uh, he's not right or is that what she says or i don't even I think remember i don't know but i think not, uh yeah. i think our red-haired beauty there is going to find out sooner than later <laughs> i that swear night. i thought that that hair was a wig but you guys told me that that actress's hair is red care. all the time i have a thing for red no hair, she's so red in every yeah she's she's in the, every wig. show looking like that yeah um, whether it's a wig or not i don't care <laughs> but I, I think she'll find out his circumcision status pretty soon. And now she'll uh, yeah. she'll be able to verify if the list is accurate uh, quite quite soon. Um, <laughs> we have uh, the ratings. Point uh, four in the rating share, but the viewers in millions, the highest since hair care products. Oh really? Uh, so yeah, yeah, all uh, to two point three million viewers, which is, uh, yeah, the the highest since hair care products. So pretty good on that end. Guess what? Doesn't really matter. It's canceled. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was at eight <laughs> o'clock again this week, so yeah, it was the ratings kind of went up time. a bit. So mm-hmm. uh, it might be something that kind of shows that eight o'clock right. was you know very consistent for it. Uh, the yeah. synopsis for next week. Oh, I just had it. Why is it exited out? This one's back at eight thirty, apparently. So we'll see. I guess. Oh, it is. Uh, that's what this site says. I don't know. Um, when Jeff returns to push customer satisfaction surveys, Mateo enlists Garrett's help to hide his relationship with Eric. Dina, Glenn, and Cheyenne's plan to boost the scores creates new and bigger problems. Jonah tries to convince Sandra and the other workers to value themselves. I'm not too crazy about the Mateo hiding his relationship with Eric after they just had a talk about potentially getting married. It just seems kind yeah. of backwards there, but okay. And it's, it's been like I two do, years uh, since he's been with Jeff. Like people move on, man. Right. Yeah. I do think that it's going to be uh, funny seeing Jeff again. Cause it's been a while um, since he's been there. And I, um, Plus, whether he wants to admit it or not, Jeff at least tried to help him out when uh, Ice was coming to the store. Um, yeah, Jeff could have been a total. Uh, he could have been a total dick there and decided not to call and just let Ice stroll right into the store and pick him up. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see him again, <laughs> uh, Jeff. And his and where's he even at these days? We think is he still in Chicago? Like Chicago? I, I think so because he's he's probably coming in for the satisfaction survey. It says so. He, I guess he's pushing that. You know, mm-hmm. like hey, do this. Hey, do that. Yeah. Those sir, I hate those surveys. Those surveys oh. were the bane of my existence. <laughs> yes. I could see the funniest part being them trying to boost their survey scores and hilarity ensuing. Apparently a flood ensues, according mm-hmm. to the preview. Uh, I don't know why yes. that would cause that, but uh, we will see. Well, is that? Are we sure that's not another week? I saw. I saw the preview. I saw a commercial come out, but that doesn't seem like it has anything to do with this episode. But yeah, it's Dina again, Glenn and Cheyenne. Stuff that is misleading yeah. her. Yes, it make sense. I was just gonna say that because I just finally found the promo. Um, Earlier this morning, people were trying to post it on Twitter, and there's no scenes or mention of any of those other things. You just uh, said it from the synopsis. So it's kind of odd. Um, what is the episode called? Customer, customer Satisfaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, all I've known for, like, the last few weeks is people say the flood episode is coming up. The flood episode is coming up. And uh, I'm like, okay. 
Well, I don't think it'll play that big of a role. Whatever Dina, Glenn, and Cheyenne do, I guess, is what creates, when it means new and bigger problems, they mean the flood. But I don't know. What are you doing for customer satisfaction? (laughs) It's going to make a flood happen. So I I don't know. They're they're like in the bathroom. Like, what are you doing? They're in the bathroom to help. And (laughs) it obviously starts coming out into the actual store because at some point Glenn is like laying down. Yeah, he's trying to block it. Trying to block the water. From coming in, <laughs> asking Cheyenne if it's working. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm hoping that'll give us some good moments. I'm already upset at Jonah because I'm sure Jonah's going to bumble and stumble and stick his foot in his mouth. Yes, yes, we know, we know. Have everyone value their... That's why everyone's going to have to now value themselves because they're going to have to try and make up for what he said. Yes, yes, we know. Maybe the last episode he won't uh, bumble at all and surprise you. <laughs> Probably not, but it's just his. I'll be memory. honest. I think I'm at the point now, because I'm so close to the finish, where I'm just more hate-watching the done. show than anything else. Yeah, um, you know, you've said this for a few weeks now, too, and I must uh, tease you about it because I think at this point, maybe you need a Jonah meter just like you've got a Mateo meter. <laughs> uh, and so I think I'm going to start asking you next week what your Jonah meter rating is. Well, yeah, no, no UK email this week. So uh, if you're a UK listener, feel free to send one in for next week. Uh, <laughs> you can reach us at the, the rig room SS at gmail.com or you can reach us yes. on Twitter at TBR podcast. Guys, I was looking forward to those. <laughs> Yeah. I was looking forward to those every week. Yeah, they were great for you know every week for three weeks was pre- pretty good run there. We're from uh, wherever, whatever country you're from. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In all seriousness, no matter where you yeah. live, uh, you know, send us some uh, feedback or uh, if you want to talk, I, is Jonah getting on your nerves? Let us know. Yes, uh, Instagram yeah. at TBR Podcast, Facebook.com slash Breakroom Superstore. And uh, we'll catch you all next week where we break down customer satisfaction. Have a heavenly day.